Hey guys, it's time for a PB&J. PB&J sandwich? No, it's a podcast. Oh! Silly. Hey, what's up everybody? My name's Patrick. I'm Bryce. I'm Jordan. And welcome to episode... 38. ...of the PB&J podcast. What's episode up? 38 of the PB&J podcast. What's up? What up? Ch- chillin' chillin'. Man. It's a beautiful day in, uh, in the neighborhood. So yeah, Beautiful day. I think somebody's here is uh, having an extra beautiful day. Yeah, somebody's here is apparently a robot. What, what the fuck are you doing right now? Well, I'm actually currently in space. Um, to my right is the Milky Way Galaxy. Uh, I can see Orion's belt over there. Uh, there's some sort of nebulous cloud up there. I don't okay. know what it is. Bryce is currently um, wearing a fucking VR headset. I am wearing the Oculus Rift that I just purchased, and I'm hype as fuck about. And right now, the PB&J podcast that we are recording right now is in front of me in full IMAX-like screen size with screen curvature. All right? I go like this. It's curved over there. I see over there. I go like this. I can see left and right. It's beautiful, and it's magic. Um, and you can see. I want to uh, live my life like this. You can see how goofy Bryce looks. Uh, he thinks he looks um, cool, but he looks a little goofy. I think he looks cool. <laughs> he, looks, I, he looks a little I, goofy. All I gotta say is, even if I don't look cool with the VR, I feel cool as shit in the VR. I bet you do. All this shit, but I, it's lit. You know, if you'd like to see that, uh, you can check this video out. Right, so we're we're live right now. Like uh, uh, again, this is our third stream, um, and this entire video, this entire recording is yeah. going to be done in VR on my part. So um, Patrick just doesn't know what it's like. That's why he can't appreciate it. You know, <laughs> that might be it because you have the PlayStation. That's true. I yep. I don't have VR. You fucking bastards. Oh, that's not true. Like I to be so poor. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I hate you. Anyway, so uh, hey John, what's up? Keep in mind if you're if you watch the video or or you catch us live. Wait, hey, is John back? John's back. Yeah. Hey, we must what's be up, a notification man? on John! his phone. Yay for notifications on your phone. So, <laughs> so, um, so this episode is also featuring John. Yeah, but, um, but keep in mind, you can the, there's the audio version, right? Our full audio podcast version uh, where uh, Jordan puts all kinds of cool effects in there. Not really. Uh, he edits the audio by simple know. cut and splices. Works. <laughs> so, he is a sound producing yeah, right. god, and I would, I would appreciate it if you appreciated that. Right, I get no love, no appreciation. I'm giving, I'm giving the love right now. I'm, I'm throwing it, I'm showering right. it on you. You're right, and I love it. You know what? I'm going to zoom it. in on your face, You're and so I just caressed your cheek. So You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, happy right now. Good job. So, uh, uh, yeah, 38. What do we got going on, guys? Um, so for me, you know, like we were saying, I, I've just been uh, playing with this thing like all week. Like, whenever I'm not working, I'm in this thing, and then I'm sleeping. Otherwise, um, I don't eat. Um, not real food. Only virtual food now. Um, lost three pounds. Hey, it works. Um, so, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> I bought this on a whim because one of my favorite uh, YouTube groups, uh, Game Grumps, they were paid to do, like, a um, an, Oculi- uh, an Oculus Riftmas uh, video series because they do like a jingle grumps for you know Christmas videos, 
And so they did a bunch of Oculus Rift videos, and they're very upfront when they're paid to do something. They were just like, yeah, we're doing this because we were paid to do it, but I fucking love VR anyway. So I was just like, yes, pay me to do the thing I wanted to do anyway. Um, yeah, why not? And they were playing games like Super Hot and stuff like that. And Super Hot is a game where um, everything is slow motion, and when you move, that's the only time anyone else moves. So every thought in each battle is very well thought out in time. So like, um, it'll just start out with three guys with guns on you. Right. Uh, hold on. And, and this and is maybe in VR, right? Yeah, this is okay, all in so VR. All I imagine is three dudes just with their helmets on and stuff, just like you are right now, just standing very still. And it sounds like the most boring <laughs> fucking game I've ever heard of in my life. No, no, no. <laughs> Nobody no, no, wants no. to move it, because it's everyone you, moves. It's, no, no, no. Because no, this, is, this is all, they're all, it's not multiplayer. So these are all like, um, uh, it's a story game. So they're all set up in like uh, stages or whatever, and um, when you move to grab something to attack them with, they're moving to or shooting a gun, so you have to dodge the bullet, throw the thing, and every movement you have means that other people who are outside of your vision are taking movement, so you have to really think everything out, and there's some cool-ass shit you can do in that game, and I'm like, I want to do that. So I bought this thing because it was on sale uh, for $379, and I've been fucking with it nonstop since. It's fantastic. Um, there's a cowboy shooting game I've been playing where you're a ghost cowboy and that one is awesome. multiplayer and they have like a, a Nazi zombies mode where, except not Nazi zombies, but you know what I mean? The call of duty Nazi zombies. Yeah. Um, it's called horde mode where you have your two six shooters and you're shooting up zombies that are coming at you. Um, there's also like a two V two mode where you spawn in different, like, uh, sniping positions and you have to find each other on the map and shoot at each other. That's and, cool. um, there's even like a quick draw, like a, it's That's high badass. noon, like where you both stare each other down and then a thing goes off and your reaction time allows you to pull your gun at that point And then you shoot and whoever kills the other person first wins. That's so pretty fucking cool. Old West. <laughs> nice. So I've been having a lot of fun with it. Now, and, is this uh, way more high res or more capable than like the VR on the PlayStation? Well, to be perfectly honest, I can't compare them just because I haven't played on the PlayStation VR yet. Um, Jordan hasn't come over and brought it to me yet for me to test. So I'm a lonely, lonely PlayStation VR-less guy. <laughs> One day. But, I mean, specs-wise, it takes a, a pretty good power horse uh, of a PC to push uh, yes. high-end games in VR. And from what I've understood from what I read online, HTC Vive is the number one as far as specs-wise. Yeah. Um, for like what it can do and also what it takes to power it. Uh, Oculus is the middle and PlayStation VR is towards the bottom end. But the thing about it is, is the games for the PlayStation VR are super well optimized for the PlayStation's limitations. Yeah. Because they only had to design it with the PlayStation controller in mind and with very specific games in mind. It wasn't like uh, anyone can develop games for it situation. It works very, so, very well. Everything that I played is yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah, it's, and, it's and I'm designed sure it to work incredibly good. well. Um, yeah. You know, because honestly, uh, you know, me and Jordan did a tech thing uh, once upon a time, and uh, I was impressed with VR on a mobile device, mm-hmm. honestly. Oh, yeah. It, you know, the you get a high enough res screen on a, on a smartphone, you stick it in a fucking thing like the... The little mask you've got on right now just holds it, what, mm-hmm. like an inch and a half or two inches from your eyes. Um which that's and then so you funny. Get the growing weird up, glass that gives it like a 3D effect. Uh, growing you're up, your your uh, parents would what tell you, right? Get away from the television. Mm-hmm. You're gonna burn your you're eyes. You're gonna melt your eyeballs. Now we take a fucking we... mask and strap it to the front of your face. <laughs> <laughs> if there's long term damage to my eyeball eyeballs from this, is worth it. <laughs> 
Is it? Absolutely. Worth it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say VR is worth it 100%. Besides, I want cool. cybernetic eyes later anyway, so this yeah. is just me hedging my bets that insurance will cover it because my eyes are bad. True. <laughs> True that. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's really fucking cool, Bryce. I, I'm uh, super yeah. fucking jealous. Um, I'd like to switch topics because I'm super jealous. Uh, Jordan, what what do you got going on? So yeah, Jordy. kind of along the, the whole techie kind of topic thing there. I've mm-hmm. been reading a lot the past couple of months. I'm sure you guys have heard it, just the nature of our jobs and everything, that Samsung yeah. is rumored to be releasing a folding fo- phone this year. A folding thong? I, I said that. I don't know. That thong. You did, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, I think don't all thongs fold, they, or are you doing it wrong? <laughs> I think I'm doing it wrong. Okay. but There's a distinct possibility. Yeah. But a folding phone. And I wanted to talk to you guys about that because I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that's a mistake. Well, I mean, I feel like it's weird as shit. We've had folding phones for a long time. Flip phones. Yeah, the flip phone. Right? Yeah. And then, and honestly, I miss a good fucking keyboard phone, guys. I don't know about Me you. too. But there was something time. good about sliding a QWERTY out, right? Yep. And typing yeah. away. Uh, I don't mind typing on a smartphone screen, you know, but there's something about pressing buttons. Um, yeah, it really makes I my uh, typing dick hard, you know, and it, I it, mm-hmm. it's just better. I miss it. I miss it big time. You know, and I I will admit that that was one of the cooler things. Uh, I had an ex girlfriend who um, she had the 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 blackjack. Do you remember those? Yes. Had the commercial where it was the guy where he was like doing the cards, and then they turned into the phones, and they were sliding out and going back in, and oh, it's a magic trick, <laughs> man. It is so fucking ridiculous looking at that commercial now because it was like, this is the magic of the future. And we're like, bruh, no one has that shit now. No one cares about that shit now. Good like, job with hinges. So <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> That's fucking... congratulations. You strapped some piece of shitty plastic together. and like... You essentially made a mobile <laughs> pocket door is what you've done. <laughs> Um, it's OD. It's so, I mean, you're talking about folding phones where it folds. It's like an actual, it's all screen yeah, on the front, the and it clamshells fold. The screen itself is going to be able to fold. See, I'm okay with that because I... pull it off. They already can because they had that whole expo where Samsung and LG showed off displays that were so thin they were wobbling and, and bending them. Uh, LG, dude, has a TV now that's so thin, everything's in a box. It looks like a small cable box, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the, like, at the bottom. And then the TV is, like, paper fucking thin on your wall. Yeah. And I've it looks fucking ridiculous. But, so, uh, I think well, they can fold it. LG like, already has the, the, the one phone that the whole selling point was to bend. Well, yeah, the flex. Uh, it, it could, it yeah, could handle, flex. it could handle a bend, but not fold, but... My here's right, but that was just the beginnings of that technology. Here's I mean, my it's problem: not that far to go with a folding phone. Honestly, is um, how many folds is the screen going to get before it it Ooh. starts to wear? That's my problem, and that's what every and every fucking reviewer I've watched, every person I've watched, um, has been that. You know, so honestly, I don't I don't think it's going to work out well. I think one is going to be too much. If you keep that thing folded for too long, I think it's going to be fucked up. I don't know. It, it depends on how they do it. Because, I mean, if they've already got the super flexible screen, you could even have, like, two different visual connectors, like, to where the screen doesn't have to be, like, all in one. 
it could just be connected in the center and then like two separate here's, situations. Here's like the that problem with that. Yeah, but you have a bezel. Yeah. Yeah, there would be a bezel. So we still don't have a ZTE phone at work uh, in our in our lab of shit. So I haven't gotten to play with it yet. I here's here's my here's my thing on that. Uh, the ZTE phone is cool. If people don't understand what I'm talking about, it's a phone like a normal slab phone, but it's a screen on both sides, front and back, and you can use it as a regular phone, or you can flip it open and have two screens side by side. You can put it like a tent, like like. You know, like a tent, uh, or and you can or, make a terrible pitching a tent joke, yeah, and then get slapped by everyone for how bad your joke was. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I pitched a tent, and then everyone make fun of you or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. I see my two problems with that. My two problems with that phone. Uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Is one, it's a ZTE. I'm not saying that they're bad phones. I'm not saying they don't make great phones and that they've sold good phones or whatever. But in the they US, have they have made good have phones. It. They 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 have made good phones. But it's one of those things where, just like you said, not in the US. And I feel like it's because they don't feel like they have a market over here because yeah. they'd be competing with some serious shit. And um, they already have a bad rap because they made some pretty interesting deals to make cheap-ass hardware for, like, uh, uh, AT&T, for example. I think they made a... Didn't they also make a phone for T-Mobile? That well, was pretty they, shit. They, they did for it for everybody. a lot of the companies, yeah. And they, they, and they, do, they get yeah. these contracts to make uh, super low-end phones that can that have new software on them, and then possible. they sell them, and they're... Yeah, and they're... They're and like, they're, ooh, it's on the latest version of Android, and then you open it up, it's like, you have two gigabytes of space left after your eight gigs of Android yeah, operating it, system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it can't even talk to you like that. It says, eight gigs of Android space. Like, it doesn't... It can't yeah. even talk clean. So You take uh, a picture with it, it looks like San Andreas. <laughs> like, uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yep. Shit's so, fucking ghetto. I, I mean, my opinion, I think, eventually... Um, we're going to move to something different. You know, the slab, what we have as the slab phone, the candy, candy bar, bar phone or whatever. whatever. Uh, right. It's going to go away Which eventually. I think is cool. I, I want I, I want to look at it. I would never own one, but I think it's cool, if anything, because I, I know it's stupid, but when I hear candy bar phone, I'm just like, that. you know what? That's adorable. I want that phone. This is a candy bar. Yeah. Like, that's the only reason. That's legit the only reason marketing has broken me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It, it, you're right. It, it has. So I, I mean, like I said, I, I think it's. I don't think the technology is quite there. I know the screen tech is there. I know that the ability to do it is there. I just don't think the longevity of that is theirs. Is is my thing. So I mean, I, I don't know if that's your opinion. Fair. Uh, I, I would, I would have to say that that's my opinion as well. I think it's completely possible. I just think that um, the wear and tear on that phone. I would give it maybe a year. Yeah, I think that I think their warranty process. I can guarantee there's going to be an exception on that warranty because they're going to think it's going to be fine to last past the warranty. And at the eight month mark, that's when people are going to start having their shit break, and then they're going to call in like, "Well, we didn't do anything. We were just opening and closing it like normal, and then died." Yeah, I, I would like to see. Uh, I'm sure what they'll do is they'll probably have some machine open and close the phone. You know, yeah. however many times the, the you usual would in a stress lifetime, test videos like that kind of stuff. stuff. I don't think it's going to uh, last even yeah. that long, though. To be honest, what? The, yeah, because you were saying like one try and then it's done. No, not <laughs> yeah. one try. But I don't think it's going to be. Are you talking about the folding one screen? Right? I mean, I mean, like I said, I I think that uh, I think that it. It, it's there now and the way that the screens work there's no like components in there you know it, and it, it's all just like um 
electro electrodiodes. It's it's not really yeah. liquid anymore. That's that's more plasma or, or crystal tech. But this is these are these are LED screens. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true too. And LEDs have gotten fucking tiny. I don't yeah, know. It, it, it's it's a it's a bendable fucking circuit board with made of bendable material that you could roll up and crumple and just flatten back out, and it still works with just uh, little diodes plastered all over it. You know, so the size of pixels. I don't know. I pixels. think when it reaches market, <laughs> I don't think it's going to do well. No, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I, well, I, I think I, I, I don't. I don't think it'll that. do well either because I think it's it's too niche of a product. It's one of those things where the people who get it are going to swear by it and think it's the greatest thing ever, and then everyone else can be like, why the fuck would I want that? That's so pointless. Yeah. It's it's like a very niche thing. You're trying to solve a problem that's not there. So let me ask you this then. So right now, right right now we have this shape phone. You know, this is where we are, right? Uh, This is a rectangle. iPhone. Everybody knows it's an iPhone. Here's... Here's my here's my my LG right. They're the same fucking shape pretty much. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, Samsung. You know, they try to make them curvier or whatever the fuck they're doing. Um, but it's the same shape. But it's the same fucking real. shape, right? So uh, let me ask you this then: Where is the shape of phones going? Is it or is that it? Is that where we are until we get fucking floating holograms coming out of our wrists? Uh, or, or and the, well, the floating holograms that are going to come out of our wrists. Are going to be phone shaped. They're going to be square. That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Seriously, that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? if you <laughs> just like this, <laughs> hold on, and it just folds out into you. How pissed off would you be if you're like, oh man, I'm going to travel to the future. This is going to be amazing. You're like Doc, and you go to the future, and you're fucking DeLorean for some reason. It's a DeLorean. Um, well, it's because it's a shit car. You can get them for cheap now. Now you can, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, so, and you're like, man, you know what I was thinking? What's your cell phone look like? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, we have a hologram. Put, holds up his watch, right? Bleep, and it's like a fuck iPhone. It's, it's, uh, the hologram iPhone. <laughs> this, this fucking happens. Right? He's a holographic one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And then he has to go like this and just put his wrist up to his ear to talk into the hologram. That would be fucking hilarious. So where it's even worse than just holding backwards. it would have been. But what a step forward as far as visual effects. That is really, true. Isn't that what this is about? Uh, I mean, if you ask any any... Uh, visual guy. You can't crack a screen. You cannot crack a screen that is holographic. Whatever. They'd fucking program in there like if you hit hit it too hard on the ground it gets a virtual crack for, and you have to go aesthetic. pay 399 credits or some shit to get your virtual screen on virtual cracked. <laughs> that wouldn't be surprising. Vi- no, it's a virus. There's a virus that goes yeah. around and cracks screens. Well, no, it's oh called God, the uh, it's called the you dropped your phone virus and insurance companies needed a way to stay in business in the future. So <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, uh, wow. oh, that was your first uh, virtual yawn, Bryce. It was. It was. I'm so happy. Um, there was actually an experiment done that this dude did. It was like an art project thing where he lived with a VR mask on exclusively for seven days. He did not take it off for seven days. He slept in it, everything. And you could go in and change where he was or what he was doing. And he just wanted to see what would happen at the end of it. And when he went back to the real world, he was like, holy shit, he was super disoriented and shit. I get a little bit of that when I take this off. Like, the real world is, like, really bright. weird to look at after staring at VR. Like, it, well, it's not even bright. It's just, like, solid. Which, 
I mean, makes perfect sense, but you have to experience VR and play it for like three hours straight with it on and then take it off suddenly and look around. All of a sudden you're like, oh my God, oh, everything's so steady. Yeah, it's very it's like, I don't know. It's, it is, it is. So that guy must have been fucked yeah. up. Like, and honestly, I, th- I think he snuck some LSD into it. Wouldn't, Wouldn't surprise be surprised. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's just a fun, fun little story. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> You're welcome. Google it if you want more information. I don't remember it right now. Fuck it. Yep. I'm uh, and you know what? What's funny is uh, I'm curious to know what kind of weird shit Bryce is looking at in VR while we're all fucking sitting here talking. <laughs> um, Nothing. Maybe actually, you know what? That's probably a question we don't want to ask ourselves, right? Uh, hey, no, you can ask wait, me so we're anything. Not, we're not going to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, do, I, I to be perfectly honest, I just keep zooming in and out on your guys' faces when yeah, you're talking. So, like, I'm on Twitter. Uh, yeah, right we now, see you. Going, ah, so, so Bryce is sitting in his chair, so kicked happy. back, waving his arms back and forth like some kind of fucking retarded uh, or spe- or slow. I'm a bird. Fucking bird. <laughs> big bird, motherfucker. You you would be a big bird, sir. I would be. You would. I I would be the big bird that kicks down the door. I'm just saying. I don't know if you guys have seen that gif. If you haven't, I'm going to post it up later on. The Please do. In fact, share it to page. the PB&J uh, podcast uh, Facebook page. Oh, yeah. uh, PB Letter we'll NJ Podcast on Facebook. Um, and at gmail.com and uh, Twitter. Yeah, and, and shit. It's the same for everything. It's literally the same. Um, if you can't figure it out, I apologize. Go complain to your parents. Um, yeah, they failed you. <laughs> they fucking failed. Exactly. They fucking failed. You. So they did make it. Oh uh, man, I fun. actually had a, uh, I had a pretty uneventful, normal week. You know, like usual. Except for, I actually, you probably see. Uh, for those of you listening to the audio version, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just explain that I have piles of like it looks like a blanket behind me, yeah, and like a towel, yeah. And if you, you can't see, is it's off off camera, but there's like piles of stuff around me right now because my office. I just assumed you were hiding a dead body. Yeah. How did you know I was about to say my office became the dead body hiding place? What the fuck, right? You ruined my story. I mean, you had mind meld. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. This is this has become like the Christmas room. So now Aww. now when I fucking walk in and Christmas. out of here, I gotta lock the door. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, because because the little ones you can't have them find the so. Bryce, I don't here's know if what's you noticed, funny. Real quick, Patrick. Yeah, but Bryce, do you see the the obviously unused ab pull up bar behind him? Uh, yes. first of all, I do use the pull up bar, asshole. <laughs> and I use it to beat my kids when they try and look at the presents. Exactly. That's Duh. why it's sitting on the presents. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not, but but. What I want to point out is I find it funny because this is my wife. She's awesome. Everybody knows I, I bring her up sometimes. Um, she's the, she's the reason I can operate in a daily life. However, she does silly things like put everything in the room with the locked door, but then put a blanket over it. <laughs> yeah. What's the third layer of protection for? If you <laughs> in case the kids download an app. That lets them see through walls. Everyone knows blankets are unable to be seen That's through. True. That's really true. Well, then never mind. That's why everyone hides under room when the demons come, because you can't see through it. It's perfect camouflage. You know what? When I was a kid and scared, I did assume that as long as my fucking feet 
were underneath the blanket, nothing could get me. You wouldn't get grabbed. Yeah. 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 If, if my hand or bed. leg was off the off the side of the bed, even now I feel uncomfortable if it's off the bed. So uh, we are currently, I don't, and I don't have know if you guys know bed. this or not, um, experiencing a technical difficulty with cam- with Jordan's camera. So you'll notice that he's just weirdly staring. Oh, that's Pretty weird. sure he's frozen. Yeah. I just I just assumed that was his normal face. I thought he was just look down at the hold on. Make him kinda. zoom into him. Make uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna light it up. I'm pretty oh, sure I'm, I control uh, the view for. I, I've got him huge, and oh, it's black screens when I yeah, bring him it up. does. Never mind. So uh, anyway, ruined everything. Uh, I'm just gonna zoom in on the little one. There we go. That's funny. Know, that's he's funny. like stuck. You're... It looks like he's softly <laughs> blowing on his microphone. <laughs> Ironically enough, when I zoomed in like this, he's like right by my junk, so it looks like he's blowing on that. So I'm gonna zoom back in. Yep, that's weird. Uh, so hey Patrick, <laughs> what? talk about your uh, your collection of doctors behind you, real quick. Oh, dude. Uh, so right here, which is fucking me up because my camera, I have it flipped on my screen right now, so my <laughs> hand goes the opposite direction that I think it's about to. It's fucking me up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man, I got the whole. I have the whole set minus um, the current doctor. Um, who's in Christmas special is going to regenerate into a woman. I don't really know how I feel about that, but yeah, they each have their, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting too, but I think it's a, well, well, you know, we could talk about that actually. But, and do you have any specific questions? Do you have any specific questions about yeah, the doctor? Hey, he just wanted you to talk while he fixed his shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know so, his game. John brought it up. I'm paying attention to the chat. Uh, he said he can't wait. I should bring, yeah, dude. So here's my here's my problem though with with is that last season the doctor's companion was um, a lesbian, right? Which is fine. Everybody knows I heart lesbians, Hell right? Yeah. However, uh, they made sure to tell you that it felt like every single episode, and I just thought it was weird. Um, that you know she was that a lesbian. No, that they made it a plot point at certain point at some points. No, which that's was, what I mean. Which you was, found it weird that they that they kept having to remind you that she's a lesbian exactly that is exactly that they had kept okay. up to doing that you know and a lot of people are kind of up in arms about the new doctor being a woman now this was uh y- well, you know yeah. many years ago though and you know i can never remember the actor's name but uh he was one of the very first they were interviewing him like who's going to be the next uh you know doctor and this is in the original series um you know, back when only in England, when uh, us us Yankees probably had no idea what it was, right? Uh, yeah. They uh, he said, "Well, who said Before it?" Before the Civil War, who said it has to be a him, right? So it was always hinted that yeah. way. Um, yeah, no, they've always they've always kind of played with it, and there's been a lot of posts online about how people would find it interesting if it was a female doctor, especially because the initial like when he comes out, he's like, "Holy shit." What? Oh, oh, everything feels weird. How do you deal with all of this or that? And like yeah. them bringing up the differences in that in that immediate. But I actually you know, have lived. I actually have the whole set. They each have their uh, their um, sonic screwdrivers and stuff. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. You gotta like tack on like a little extra wood when the new doctor comes out because you're out of shelf space, my, my dude. Yeah. Sure. Well, actually, I have a couple new shelves because like over you can't see it's all off camera, but I have a couple shelves on the other side with like just random knickknacks. I have six new shelves I'm gonna put up in here. Uh, one okay. one of them's gonna be for Star Trek ships, and one of them's probably gonna be for Doctor Who paraphernalia. But um, and then one of them is gonna be for me. I'm gonna put you I'm on a shelf. Over, I can lay I'm gonna get <laughs> yeah. a. I'm gonna get a fucking Bryce shelf. You come over, take a little nappy nap on the shelf. Everything. <laughs> Bryce on the shelf. That's all I was asking for. Thank you. A Bryce on the shelf. Yes. I got a Bryce on the shelf. 
Yeah, I, I, dude, I find those Facebook posts so funny. People are like, "You have Elf on a shelf. I have Trooper on a pooper," and it's like the a stormtrooper sitting on the toilet bowl seat. I'm like, that's fucking yeah. awesome. I love it. Yeah, no, they, they've had a lot of stuff like that over the years, and I I, I do find that very humorous. Who, those types of memes. Yeah, memes. Yeah. Kill yourself. John, <laughs> John wants a TARDIS bong. Huh? The TARDIS. John wants a TARDIS bong. Yes. See, that would be pretty crazy. I wonder, uh, you know, before if I could turn in, because like I have the the TARDIS, actually the little one behind me, it is hollow on the inside. It is plastic, though, or some kind of plastic, rubbery plastic. Um, All I got to say is you would take a massive rip and then just look, you you can take a massive rip and just look at someone and be like, it's way bigger on the inside. Yo, that's true. You could. That's a good joke, Bryce. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, been holding on to that. Have you just been waiting to release? In case, in case we ever had a TARDIS bong joke, I have that on standby. Good job, buddy. So <laughs> thank you. But um, <laughs> but yeah, man. Actually, uh, speaking of uh, uh, Doctor Who, um, a good a good friend of ours, Neil, um, got me Neil. a Doctor Who um, sonic screwdriver Christmas tree ornament. Nice. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. It's pretty fucking awesome. That's cool. So. Uh, so yeah, guys, I think um, I think we're 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 nearing like a half hour mark. Uh, I, I think that I'm fucking exhausted. I think that we yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I think we take a, a. You guys can't see my eyes, but they're like squinty right now. Are they? That's because you're yeah. You have a screen three inches from them. You're fucking burning. <laughs> no, no, no. Out. I could be perfectly wide eyed in this thing. I'm just super tired, so I'm just like. Yep, I'm here. Well, listen, I need, I need you to wake up because coming the second half, uh, we're going to uh, go sit in Conspiracy Corner for a little bit. Um, okay. I have two things I'd like to I'm talk about. I'm still not sitting in your lap. You guys are getting in my fucking lap. Uh, and then we are uh, Bryce, I think, got weird with the Muppets. I'm not. Yeah, he put a I, little I, hint oh, on I, Facebook. I definitely got weird with the Muppets. I, uh, I'm i not going to talk anything about it because it'll set me off and I won't be able to stop. Yes. So we'll wait until I start talking about the Muppets. Yeah, so but they, uh, we'll be back after either a Muppets. random skit that we're about to come up with now uh, or elevator music. We're lazy, probably elevator music. Uh, probably. If you're joining us for the live stream or checking it out online afterwards, you will now see us just sit here and jack off for 10 minutes and... Uh, all right. Yeah. Lube optional. Yeah, it is. All To the PB and J podcast, all three is of it us part are still two? Here, I think is it part two? 
Sure. Well, I mean, we're back from the break, so it's the revenge of the PBJ podcast. Episode 38.5. Yeah. 38.5. Welcome. Is this where I make my own lightsaber? Is that what happens next? No, um, that's next. After oh, that. okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, actually, if uh, if you're just, just again, if you'd like some extra content, hit up the video. Uh, go and check us out on YouTube. Uh, we had some pretty strange conversation. Like uh, usual. Which is going to be, you know, that's that's kind of like behind the scenes kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't think that'll change. No, 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 no. Because uh, the, the funny um, doesn't stop once the camera stops rolling. We can't stop the funny. Oh, yeah, right. can't, I mean, fucking can't stop, won't stop. So, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man. So, like I promised, I'd like for you guys uh, to, to join me with some, some thought I had. So... Okay. You know, I I have like a pretty long ride to work, you know, um, right? And uh, it, it's currently the holiday season, you know. Yes. So, a couple things I, I were kind of rolling through my head uh, this this you know holiday season, and one of them is um, me and my wife together this year. You know, I'm not gonna throw any numbers out there, but uh, our, our household income is higher than it's ever been, ever, <laughs> and. Okay. It's pretty awesome. And thankfully, because we were very uh, poor for a little while there, um, and, you know, we do not, uh, we don't tend to reach too far beyond our means. But I mean, you know, we live at our, our money bracket. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we, have, we have nice cars. We buy new things. I don't worry about swiping my debit card. Like that kind of stuff, you know? Um, yeah. But I was kind of thinking, man, so many people live well beyond their means um, oh god yes. you know consistently though and and yep. that's and that's and that's normal um and accepted and and it used to be just like an american thing or people would be like oh you know that's that's just a you know the but american like dream whole, <laughs> yeah but but it, it's almost the whole world you know uh lives yeah, this way yeah. you know and we take so, after our countries so I have I have kind of like a, a little bit of a thought process with that, and that's that is there some kind of behind the scenes conspiracy that's occurring uh, to keep people living beyond their means using money um, as you know because we see money as a social divide right, uh, right. and yeah. and you know X amount equals wherever you are in in that ladder uh, so is it designed by the rich to show how extravagant life can be right to make you okay. want it so fucking bad that keeps you right on the edge uh, all the time. So, so therefore, you, you never can really be, um, you know, uh, that, that rock star rich. Um, because even if you are making a, a bunch of money, you're blowing it on your $700 fucking Lexus payment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, question that i have kind of goes along with that is is that what you're supposed to do first of all like if you if you can you know paycheck to paycheck but you're driving you know a fucking lambo uh you know what i mean is, is are you doing it right or not you know is it better like in my to, opinion you're doing would, it wrong yeah i would agree that but you're but, doing it wrong but i point. speak from a place of of growing up poor you know lower middle class somewhere in there i i, I would say yeah. i was never in poverty but I was definitely lower middle class. Yeah. And it's one of those things where um, when you grow up with having less, there's there's two different sides of this coin. If you're growing up full-blown poor, 
you go all out once you become rich. You yeah. spend all yeah. of that money. Yep. And it's it's because you're trained from a young age that money is temporary. That you can't save it because something's going to happen. It's going to go away, so I have to spend it while I have it. While I have that okay. 5K, let me buy that TV now because, oh my God, you know, stuff is going to drain out. I won't be able to get this. Um, and I'll deal with that other stuff later when it happens. But yeah. when yeah. you are uh, born rich, for instance, money is always there. So it's one of those things where, you know, you can spend it like crazy and now that same rich person though let's say that same rich person loses all of their money and they get a normal job are they going to know to save the money or are they going to take that money and immediately go buy a fucking 700 dollars suit or something they're going to have a very very bad case of learning how life works in real life yeah like they're 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 gonna get fucked for a little bit and I would say that lower and middle class are probably the most apt for knowing how to handle that money and not succumbing to that urge of, let me just buy a bunch of shit. Like, if I became rich tomorrow, I'm not selling this house. I'm paying this house off, and I'm just staying here. I'm not telling any of my neighbors I'm rich so they don't break into my yeah. shit. Now, but here's here's my here's kind of kind of what chilling. what some of my thought process on this is right is that what you're saying I believe to be true but I think it was an accident I don't think that lower middle class are supposed to uh, know better and I think that right no I don't uh, think the it was wealthy I think that the the one percent purposely portray a certain kind of lifestyle right oh yeah oh yeah that absolutely. is that is well crafted to make you want that same lifestyle well, essentially keeping like you in that. check it, yeah that, we've that, had shows like that for years like uh uh for the food channels on public access television you know the poor people channels on pbs all the food channels originally weren't like cooking shows they were these are the major chefs of New Orleans, the major chefs of, you know, uh, Hawaii, you know, like all these things. And it just shows these super fancy meals and how yep. they're prepared and all the painstaking detail they go into. And even in public access is essentially what you want poor people to see. Cause yes. that's usually what they have access to. So exactly. exactly. And then they also had the, you know, like the billionaires where they were like cribs, MTV cribs. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's an entire show of just like, look at all this shit I got. Look how much money I make, and I wasted it on all this shit. Exactly. Yeah, look at these 12 cars in this garage. Uh, why do I have this 12-car garage when I only have 15 cars? Um, sorry, I, I can't. There's a 21. There's a Post Malone rock star and Nickelback rock star mix-up that is fantastic, and has been stuck in my head for, like, weeks, and I can't oh, get it up. So, um. <laughs> so anyway, I, I believe that there is a, I think it's beyond though. I, I think that it's been going on a long time. I think those shows were part of it for oh, real. I, I, I do. And, I and think then there's that- reality television now that show, uh, you know, just honestly, it's all the worst type of human beings. Um, so you'll either have the worst type of poor people on a show. Usually the show is we'll put a bunch of ratchet ass poor people. In the same house with a bunch of privileged, you know, upper class people. Yes. And then force them to live, you know, together. Big and, brother. And, like, and that's that kind of shit. That's exactly what they're doing. And, and, and that's used to fucking brainwash the public, though. Okay. All of it. It's all fucking used to do that. And, and, and just, just fucking remember when you're seeing this shit that that's probably not how they actually live. 
uh, behind the scenes. Um, right. I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet even the most lavish, fucking luxurious uh, uh, stars you can think of and the lifestyle you see is probably not that close to their real lifestyle. They're probably chilling on their couch just like you. They're well, probably here, here, watching the, fucking Survivor or whatever. Likely, yeah. Here's my big thing. Here's the number one thing that I feel... This is the number one truth in the universe that helps me recognize that everyone's on the same level as me. And that's that everybody shits. Yeah, there you go. Except because no matter for, what, no um, matter what. Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un. Yeah, Kim Jong-un says he doesn't <laughs> shit. Well, I mean, that man it also shit. says he's a god. So if he's right on any of his stuff, he's already on a different level for me. So I'll just I'll just keep him in the other category. Okay, category but, other check. Yeah, to where if it's true, holy shit. Uh, if it's not true, he shits. Um, so essentially everyone is going to have a painful shit in their life. Everyone has had, there's thousands of thousands of people, uh, millions even having them right now where they just wish yeah. they were dead because they have cramps and they're just like, this is awful. Yeah. And everyone has that same human experience, that visceral, disgusting, you are nothing but a sack of meat producing grossness. And you know what? Angelina Jolie had painful shits. Brad Pitt, painful shits. Absolutely. Fucking Rachel Ray, painful shits. Martha so maybe Stewart, it's a, hold on. painful shits in wait, wait, wait. prison. Maybe it's not a what class of people you come from that allows you to see through the ruse. Maybe it's a level of intelligence where you can actually see that pattern. You could say, you know what? Even the rich and mighty have to shit. Even uh, they it, sit on a uh, fucking toilet. And theirs may be made out of gold, but what comes out of their ass isn't unless they take that gold pill. Have you guys heard about that? There's what? a pill you there's a pill you can take that uh, turns your poop it, it like literally takes flecks of real gold and it like scatters it into your intestines so when you shit it glitters gold. That's fucking weird as fuck. It's like okay. it's like a hundred percent sure it's going to cause anus cancer. Three point five k. It's like three point five k a pill. That's crazy. Fuck that. Yeah. Is now, but that's though? that's something that rich people do. No, you're literally shitting money out. It's stupid. But that is on purpose. That's to that is the fucking conspiracy. That's the man. status. Yeah. That's no, that's, that's part of the status. I, I agree 100. percent There's so, a lot of things like that that are like luxury products that are specifically designed for the rich, and it's specifically it's almost like the Hunger Games dystopia. Like in the Hunger Games films, when they show people like taking the stuff that forces them to vomit so they can go back to the feast and eat more. Yes. When when in the the different districts everyone's Dude, starving. Dude, we're fucking there. We're fucking there right now, but not in the yeah. same way. People are people instead of instead of taking the pill to puke to go eat more, they they do they they sacrifice something in their life so they can go and buy an iPhone 10 uh, to yeah. show off in front of their other friends that also have an iPhone 10. And they all go fucking jack off for the together next or two months. I'm going to eat ramen yeah. for the next 2 months so I can afford this phone. And then the moment because it breaks, I'm going to crawl up to the company crying because it's all some sort of marketing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's now listen to this. So I'm riding, right? And that's about half my ride. And I'm like, man, fucking rich people. Bastards. Fucking you know? rich people. Great. Now, I would like to preface a little bit that uh, I a lot of people know, and we've talked about this before. Um I'm not like a religious person, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not a, uh, you know, God's out there to save us kind of guy. Uh, however, you know, I believe there might be something. I, you know, I don't know, right? I just think that, especially organized organized religions, are uh, 
definitely some of a problem i i, I personally oh, think but but again uh, yes dude organized religions have been doing this shit for years and so, it's not even just about like wealth and inequality though they definitely have been doing that since the middle ages like legit they had fucking gold up the ass in cathedrals and then they would throw scraps of food to the peasants that would yep. wait outside the gate so like, here's so listen to this uh it's and now I'm not picking on Christian holidays. It's just what I know best, okay? Because I, I did grow up Catholic. You were, you you were know? raised Catholic, yeah. So, um... Plus, we're in America. Like, you can't escape Christian holidays in America. They're plastered yeah, over every yeah. TV screen Now, here's here's, here's some of the... An extension of, of this conspiracy is that religious holidays, uh, most of which originally uh, were not on the days or times that they're supposedly set, right? Yeah. Uh, was usually done to overtake uh, existing holidays. Um, pagan, you know, usually, pagan holidays. To yeah. convert to Christianity, it made it easier, blah, 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 right? Um, so we all know that now I think, however, I think it's morphed and and I think that now, uh, the holiday rangers, yeah, (laughs) the holidays have been essentially converted into, uh, money machines. Now into a spend money. Here's where, here's where I, I see a twist. Yes. It generates extreme amount of funds for fucking corporations, what you don't realize is the extreme amount of money it's making for churches and other religious oh, organizations. Because 100%. hold on, do you know how many people uh, who never go to church, never donate to the church, go to Only church and go donate on Christmas. on Christmas or on Easter? Yep. They'll go for the Christmas Eve service, and they put out triple the amount. There was one church I went to um, in Tennessee. They went out and they did all the regular baskets they had, and then they had like two like. 10 gallon hats going around because they were putting out extra baskets to make more money because there were so many people there. Now, I think that these holidays would not be as popular as they are if not driven by marketing. And then I think companies don't even have to do marketing for this kind of stuff, but they do. They spend so much money. But why? The reason why is that religious organizations want you to have the fucking holiday on your mind the whole time, the whole fucking time. Yeah, so that that's this why way, Christmas music is starting in yeah, like October, which so subconsciously subconsciously triggers your need for family and friends which then also which dude and then triggers (laughs) and then triggers the um i always went to you know church with my family so i'm gonna do it again right uh and then even though you never went you right they make all the money they need that one fucking day now i'm not uh, and and i i kind of think that it is and again this is just a conspiracy out of my brain while driving to work maybe a little um I smoked a couple cigarettes, you know? So I, I I was like, man, that's... Got a nicotine buzz. Exactly. So so what do you think about that? Do you, do you think I'm just nuts or bananas, or do you think I'm knocking on a... As far as them consciously thinking uh, we need to do this to fuck the public so we can get our money, no, because I think they're able to disillusion themselves. That's totally what's happening, but I think they're able to disillusion themselves because they've been doing it since the medieval times. In this same fashion to where um, they've been accruing wealth for the church in this okay. way. And and even just so with our country's founding, uh, we, we don't tax the money they make at all. We don't, we don't tax anything from the churches. 
And it's one of those situations where when you don't tax the churches and they have tax-exempt status, uh, they're making a fair amount of money. Like uh, that one guy, the the mega church that caught a fuck ton of flack in Houston when he didn't open it up after the flooding. Yep. Um, that dude has more money than God. Let's yeah, be dude. real. He yeah. owns a fleet of private jets. Holy shit. Well, like, I have so, no idea what you're talking about. Joel Osteen? Is that his name? I think that's his name, yeah. Really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I so, just call him Jackass. So. Jackass. Jackass Dean. So, uh. Makes sense. Uh, okay, so. Secret then, Satan. Then I would Santa. say that maybe originally a conspiracy in the Middle mm-hmm. Ages, right? Originally set up to, uh, con people. And now it's people. just a way of life. And that was just how it was. I'm not saying that that was. I mean, you know. Th- it's just literally the times it was in. Um, so now it's just a kinder, gentler scam, but it's the same fucking scam. And no, it is, and 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 it's one of those things where they use the religious doctrines that they created then. The these doctrines that were created specifically for these scams doctrines. Yeah, like uh, uh, doctrines, motherfucker. <laughs> like paying, like paying the tith to the uh, the the teeth or whatever to the the church. That was something that um, became so corrupt and so fucked up that they actually were like, hey, if you pay the church money, we'll get you a good word in with the good God and you will be forgiven for your sin if you pay this much, that much. It was basically Scientology before Scientology was a thing, which is insane to think about. So here's... Um, Here's my little bit of my little closing arguments, honestly, with with this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you have anything you'd like to add, you can. I I, I do want to say that I and I and I say this every time. Uh, religions help to bring harmony to people's lives. Uh, yeah, helps they to bring spread comfort. love, comfort. Yeah. There's a lot of good things about. Uh, it teaches us, you know, a lot of the stories teach uh, morality. Uh, yeah, how you should treat people. You, yeah. Organized yeah. religion, though, I feel like it's a scam, and I also feel like uh, whether whether they're disillusioned and just don't realize it because it's been so long, uh, the holidays are fucking carefully crafted to generate money for not just businesses, but for religious organizations as well. I rest my case. <laughs> I mean, you can see that shit starting at Halloween. Yeah. But you can go to, like, Walmart and buy a pumpkin for four dollars or you can go get one at a church for 50 yeah it's the same Mm -hmm. size it's shit's amazing and you'll see those parking lots completely flooded with people trying to buy them expensive oh 100 100 well that's because they also attach the uh guilt of calling this like some kind of fundraiser uh for god or something like that Well, and that's the thing is they'll they'll have a generic fundraiser where it's raising funds for the church they don't state where that money's going to go usually. Like some churches do, they, and I respect I've those never fundraisers. I've one that does. I saw one that it had a, a roof that was damaged and was like, hey, this is a fundraiser specifically for the roof repair. And I was like, cool. This is after I the three get- hurricanes, you know, in 2005, yeah. 2006, that area. Um, uh, and I was like, okay, cool. That makes sense. No other church, when they've done a fundraiser for the church, have said specifically where that money's going. Yeah. So it could just be mm-hmm. for the church, we want new printers. We want computers. I want an iPad so that way when I'm not doing a sermon and I'm in the back room just chilling, I can be surfing on an iPad. Like literally anything and any tag, you know, anything that they purchase that's for the church, which I'm, I'm sorry. I worked at Staples for a while, talked to a lot of church people. You will not believe how many people, when they think you're not a human because you're just a peon in like a fucking retail place, 
they'll tell you anything, including the fact that they use their church status for personal purchases and then just use the tax exempt saying it's for the church because they are an embodiment of God and that doesn't leave them. So they'll even like do the whole like, I'm going to explain it. Well, because I'm always in the Lord's service, anything I purchase is really in service of the church. So this Nonsense. is tax exempt. Bullshit. Like that kind of shit. There were yeah. three different preachers. And that was just in fucking St. Cloud, Florida. Yeah. Like, just, I'm calling them out. I'm putting <laughs> well, them on blast. St. Cloud, um, Florida is a bit of a shithole. So <laughs> there's also. Oh, it that. is 100% a shithole. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, in that small town, three out of the fucking, what, like seven preachers in the, in the city of St. Cloud, three of them were corrupt as fuck. And those were just the yeah. ones that went to Staples instead of Best Buy spouting off that shit. I'm 90% so, sure all of them do it. So anyway, I don't want to turn this into, into any more of a religion bashing than I already have. Like I said, well, not my enough, intention. Not yeah, my intention, yeah. but like Again, I said... It's not anything against the religion. It's just those particular preachers I talked to were assholes who gamed the system. Just guys, That's remember... It. I want I, if, if nobody remembers this, just remember that when you're watching television and you see fucking uh, Kim Kardashian... Uh, with jewels on, just know that she has to give those back to the person that she rented them from to wear that day, okay? She doesn't really yep. own that shit. Uh, remember that fucking shit. Don't fucking try... Don't try to back. fucking uh, uh, live, uh, you know, a fucking $120,000 lifestyle on $35,000. Don't do it, because that's part of the fucking conspiracy. And if you don't go to church... 11 months out of the year, don't go on fucking Christmas. You're not doing anything <laughs> special, right? You're you're not if if you're if if you believe in God and he is real, d- don't be part of the you conspiracy and go I, I, on one day I, of the year. I say I say you can go on the one day of the year if it makes you feel better. Just don't feel obligated to donate. Never yeah. feel obligated to donate. D- it's not okay. it's no there longer religiously required to donate to churches. Is like, it? it's no longer, uh, there's no longer a system for that. It's just something that they do in order to help the church. And if it's a church you go to regularly, sure, donate. You, yeah, you use you, the services. You, use that you center, take advantage of the facilities. But if you're showing up that one time of the year, sorry, don't you don't have to pay for Don't be part of the fucking conspiracy. Just, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Don't fucking give in. Break the fucking cycle. Stay woke, as Bryce would say. <laughs> Stay woke, fam. Stay, Stay woke, fucking woke. Woke fam. AF. Woke AF. I brah. do want to pose one quick question for you. Okay. okay. Is it wrong that in my mind, if I was God, Mm -hmm. and you don't go any time of the year except on Christmas, I don't want you to go to heaven. Well, it It depends on how your religion works. I I mean, in many religions, especially like, say, Catholicism, I can go and confess my sins and get forgiven for all of them and be good. So, uh, yeah, as long I mean, as you go one last time God, before you check out, I see that you do that shit every year, and you're full of it. And I'm not buying it. <laughs> All right, I'm not buying what you're selling. Well, that that uh, I mean, you made the rules, so it's one of those things where if you want to change them, you go right ahead. You're an omnipotent being that literally dwarfs us to the point to where we're less than ants in your presence. So if that's your choice, that's your choice. Omni fucking not like we sir. Omni fucking potent. Bruh. So and you you don't go to church except one day of the year. You're not going to heaven. Fuck you. I just uh, we're gonna go ahead and shift the fucking gears on this fucking big rig. And um, okay, Bryce uh, earlier was telling us 
Because, okay, so you guys all know that we keep talking about the core. We keep forgetting. We're sorry. Uh, Bryce, we however. supposed to bring it up. I can't help it. I was, I, I feel bad. I anyway. It, it was in the notes. It's in the notes. It's in the fucking notes. Um, I told you to copy and paste them for next week. I, I did. We still, but, we, we, we still haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, but we're, Bryce we're did people. watch a fucking holiday gem. I did. And he's and promised a little bit of a teardown, and I am interested. That I've never seen. I've never seen this either. Really? So, uh, the reason why you probably have never seen it is because it's a 2002 direct-to-TV Christmas special for the Muppets called A Very Merry Muppets Christmas. I'm pretty sure I see it. And you probably have. Uh, I I saw it uh, when I was a kid. Um, It was in 2002. And that's actually going to be important later. But uh, we'll get to that. Okay. So opening sequence, you know, it's it's going through like a busy New York. You know, there's Muppets and humans walking around. Two Muppets are kissing behind a newspaper on a fucking bench. A homeless oh, guy yeah. is, is watching creepily and giggling. Fucking weird. Okay. Uh, Beaker mutates and grows an extra head because uh, he was given a... They, they do the whole joke where I sold my thing that you bought me a thing for so I could pay for a thing that I bought you a thing for <clears> that you sold. Yeah. I made that way more confusing than it had to be, but fucking, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I follow. I follow. Don't worry. Yeah. But I'm so, pretty sure uh, nobody else followed, so... All right, so I have a harmonica. You have a watch. I sold my harmonica for a chain for your watch. You sold your watch for a case for my harmonica. Yeah. yeah and then we okay. give each other the thing for Christmas. <laughs> that, now, that was in a really is, old Mickey Mouse cartoon. Yes. That's that's the origin of the trope, or at least the origin as far as I know it. I didn't research the origin of the trope, but they do that three times as a joke um, in, in the opening sequence. It's, you know, really cute. Uh, and then Kermit comes in. He's being a dick to everyone. And everyone's like, what the fuck's wrong, Kermit? And he's just like, well, we lost all the money and the theater, and I hate my life. And he just walks out. What? So, yeah, jump cut to heaven, where nah. heaven is essentially a corporation where there's cubicles everywhere and everyone's in white suits and ties and they have an accounting department and all this shit. And it's basically bureaucratic hell. Uh, there's this that guy in accounting. like a call center. And I don't want it to be heaven. Yes, it does. It basically is because they take prayers. Um, so <laughs> the yeah. Um, so, uh, Daniel, who is the main angel of, of the show, um, walks up to his boss and he's like, Hey, my guy, Kermit needs help. I want to go help him. He's, he's in a bad spot. Things are going wrong and he got screwed on something and I want to help him. And then the boss man's like, no, 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 we would have to get that filled out in triplicate and approved by three different departments. And that's too quick. Yes, and then the guy's like, but this is an emergency, and he's like, yeah, we're, we're not going to do that, but Merry Christmas, and then the guy walks off, and so he's like, well, then I'm going to go straight to the boss, and the other guy's like, no, you're not, and so the angel goes to this big black door, and and the guy literally says, and this is terrifying to me, literally says, this is career suicide, you're going to be in a cubicle for the rest of your life. All right, the dun, implications dun, dun, of that dun. statement are fucking insane because that means heaven is essentially a corporation where you have to work in a cubicle and work your way up to something. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you could literally spend the rest of eternity in, in a, a cubicle. cubicle. If, you commit, if you fuck up one time, because what he was doing was going to the boss, which is God, um, played by Whoopi Goldberg. Hey, really? Um, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg was God in it and she was really good as God, I wow. would say. Um, but, um, he, he he's going there without an appointment 
and that's his career suicide. That's his one fuck up. And in an eternity of time, I'm going to make that fuck up once because I'm going to need something that needs an answer right away. Sorry, I can't make that appointment. This person's about to kill themselves. I need to know if I'm supposed to save them or not. They did pray. Um, you know, shit like that. So he goes to God. She's in this giant meadow, giant butterfly, a bunch of fucked up shit. Um, he sits down and he's like, I really want to help Kermit. And she's just like, who are you again? You're, you're Danny, right? That's frightening to me because God's an omnipotent being who's supposed to know all, know all and, things, and, yeah. know all yeah. things. So that means that God doesn't know everything. And the reason why things quote unquote work and prayer works is essentially this bureaucracy, this corporation, and they do all the work and that she just uses her power to complete the work. Like she so she's just power. a tool for this. Exactly. This. She she runs everything. She built the corporation, but she can't keep track of all of us on her own, and she's not actually omnipotent, so she has all the angels watch over us, and they report back, yeah, we want to do the thing, and then she's like, all right, here's my power for five minutes, go. Like, shit like that, which, I mean... She's the call center director. Exactly. So, I mean, heaven's essentially hell in this universe to me. But, um, so he sits down with her and he's like, we should really help Kermit. And she's like, ah, but Kermit always does the right thing. I'm not worried about Kermit. And he's like, yeah, but he's freezing to death on a bench because he's suicidal because he thought he destroyed everyone's life. What? She's just like, oh. Was he actual, like, actually suicidal? Yeah, he was intentionally sitting outside in sub-zero temperatures to freeze to death. And, uh, uh, he actually succeeds in doing so. Um, but I'll get to that in a second. What? So God's like, all right, I, fuck. God's just like, all right, I'm convinced I will send you down, uh, or, you know, I'll send down my best agent. And she turns to him and is like, it's you. And he's like, I've never done this job before. What do you mean? Don't you mean this guy? I should get this guy. I'll get him on right now. We'll get this done. She's like, nope, sending you. She gives him a big ass book of what to do in this situation. She's like, I'm not a very fast reader. And then she gives him the uh miracles for dummy edition which is a humorous joke but also fucking terrifying this guy has never done a miracle before he's never done field work before and you're gonna send him down to save kermit uh someone you've already said that you you know respect to the point where you don't even worry about him because he always chooses the right thing and does the so right because thing, he chooses means- the right thing he doesn't deserve uh whoopee gold god's fucking powers well that's what i'm saying is like why is she being so nonchalant about this and why is she sending a nobody someone who doesn't know what he's doing and is actively said i don't know what i'm doing and then only give him a book which was thick enough to take at least a few hours to do and this current was she freezing must already know something well, He's that's fine. a possibility. Maybe is she possibility. is omnipotent. She knew that Kermit needed this guy, and she did the whole no thing. Uh, and then it, you're the best, and all that to you know, f- you know, flush the greatness out of him. I mean, sure, that that is a possibility, but it's also uh, a possibility that she did it for entertainment because later, as he's fumbling around, you see her watching eating popcorn. She basically sent him down there to fail because this is this is her game. No, not to fail. She believed he could do it, but she sent him down there because she thought it would be way more hilarious for him to do it and fuck up a bunch and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like The Sims, right? I get it. You have The Sims who shitty at cooking start cooking so that way you can see if they make themselves catch fire or not. Like it's humorous, so um, (laughs) that is funny. That is pretty. It is. It it is pretty funny funny right there. Mm -hmm. Um, So. He does that, and um, and and also the reason why God wasn't available actively uh, and they needed an appointment was because God already had an appointment with the archangels to plan fucking Armageddon and the after party for Armageddon. What? So literally wants to plan 
the end of the fucking universe, and she's planning it now in 2002, which means, holy shit, that's coming up soon, and she was planning an after party. So it's like an event to be celebrated, the end of existence. So that's cool. Um, I guess just God things, hashtag just God things. Um, so what it starts to do um, is it starts showing everything that caused Kermit to uh, become this depressed mess outside. Um, uh, you know, it shows that there's a banker that wants to foreclose in the Muppet Theater so she can open up a nightclub. She actually seduces King Prawn. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember King Prawn. He's like the little guy who talks weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's, he's just a shrimp. Yeah. Um, she literally like pulls down on her shirt a little bit and shows a little bit of cleavage at him at eye level. Um, implying that if he, uh, went to her side and told her information that, uh, he would be getting, uh, you know, a little action. And so he immediately spills about, um, you know, the, the, the Muppet theater. She goes to foreclose on it. I mean, maybe. Um, (laughs) but, um, so he stabs the back of the Muppets for some tits. Um, while all this is happening, um, it also shows them like throwing together a Muppet show, um, cause they're doing like the big Christmas special. Um, so, and, and now that they know that they're going to foreclose, they need to sell all these tickets. The director just quit. The dancers are horrible. All this shit's going wrong. All the, all and the so, worst possible Muppet. Yeah. The, the worst show. possible more, you know, everything, just, yeah. but they, they, they pull together, they pull together and they end up making this fantastic show. Um, and it's great and it's accidentally great, but it's still fantastic. Everyone loves it. They sell enough tickets to pay off the debt. Hooray. Shit goes wrong though. Fozzie the bear is just like, Kermit, let me take the money for you. I got you. And Kermit's like, I really should take the money. And Fozzie's like, bruh, I got you. Right? So Fozzie takes the money to go pay a banker. And a Steve Irwin lookalike starts chasing him to try and tranquilize him because he thinks he's a real bear. So in this universe, Muppets are, are a known quantity as citizens and thinking <clears throat> intelligent beings. And bears are fucking bears. Like, they're just like real bears in our reality. Bears. So, yeah. an expert on animals can't tell the difference between a Muppet bear and a real bear. No, there's something right, else ed- going on there. Education is lacking in that world to where your experts can't even tell the difference between a Muppet and a bear. Just saying. So, when he's running away, right, from these this fucking Steve Irwin lookalike who's trying to trank him, and he actually ends up tranking a snowman who passes out, which that terrifies me just because that oh, means that... that work? Yeah, because that means that snowmen have a circulatory system, so when they melt, they're actually <laughs> melting blood, which, uh, gross. Um, so anyways, so when he's escaping, he runs through, um, a, 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 uh, fake tree factory, and he accidentally gets painted green, and when he comes out the other side, he hides amongst the trees, the trackers lose him, but there's a bunch of who's there, like, Dr. Seuss Grinch like stole Grinch Christmas who's? who's? What? Grinch who's. Okay. And Fozzie is green and looking like the Grinch. So the Who's come up and they're like, you're the guy that stole Christmas from us. Yo, fuck you, dude. We're going to beat you up. And legitimately, they go to attack him. So in this universe, not only is Dr. Seuss universe connected to the Muppets universe, but all the Who's are vengeful little shits. They're not that kumbaya (laughs) singing group of people on Christmas. Like, oh, it's all about togetherness. They completely destroyed, they completely destroyed, like this movie's existence completely destroyed the good, the good moral, like lesson from the Grinch, which is, oh, as long as you have each other, it doesn't matter about the gifts. Nah, in fucking Very Merry Muppets movie, 
fuck that shit. We're going to beat the shit out of this guy. He stole our shit. So, anyways. I get it. He fucking bounces. He runs through a, a fucking Salvation Army, um, um, you know, to, to throw off the Who's. He finally makes it to the bank. There's this whole, like, uh, Mission Impossible sequence where he's dodging lasers. He gets to the bank and ends up he grabbed the wrong bag in the uh, Salvation Army, left the money in the Salvation Army, grabbed the bag of clothes instead. And what ends up happening is they foreclose on the fucking Muppet Theater. Uh, because they didn't have the money in time and the contract stated it had to be by a certain time and the cutoff happened because Fozzie fucked up and grabbed the wrong bag. Well, damn. So, yeah. So, um, so God is, you know, after seeing all this on a video, cause God is completely technologically illiterate and has the angels show the, you know, show her the video. Earth is um, CCTV. Yeah, I was about exactly. to say, so it has to be a video. She doesn't just know this is happening then. Exactly. Okay. She has to see it on video, and there's, like, channels and all this shit. It's 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 interesting. She's watching it on a CRT um, TV. Yeah, which, it, w- this universe would explain why angels are no longer walking among us like they used to in the medieval times. Now that technology's evolved, they just took that technology and they keep tabs on us like that. So, not only is it bureaucratic hell up there, but it's also the NSA. So, that's cool. Yeah, right. Um, so, God agrees to send the accountant as the field agent to save Kerbin, a job he's never done, and is vastly unqualified for. Um, so, he goes down, and Kerbin's frozen to death. Guy pulls out a hairdryer, you know, heats him up, everything's cool, Kermit comes back to life, and then when he's like, hey, I'm minute. here to help, he, we can he figure this out. heals him with a hairdryer? Magic angel hairdryer? Or, like... Magic angel hairdryer. Doesn't need to be wall. plugged into anything, okay. and okay. he just magically pulled it from a coat, and then it, from no pocket. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a magic situation. Okay. It's like a, it's like a pocket of holding, alright? So, um... So Kermit does the classic, like, um, it's a wonderful life situation where he wishes he was never born in front of the angel. So the angel's like, well, let's show you what that world looks like. So he uh, takes Kermit to the world where he was never born. And in that world, uh, the park they were in becomes a mall. The banker owns everything, including like three quarters of the internet. And um, uh, essentially... Uh, he gets to see how everyone is worse off without him being born. Uh, Rizzo the rat, um, he's, he's a rat character, is on Fear Factor, but he's not on as a contestant. He's one of the challenges. So he's in a cage, and then a human head, you know, like the, the woman is, her head's in the cage on the other side, and there's like a metal plate between them. And the host of Fear Factor is like, all right, the, for the final test on Fear Factor, you have to face this disease-ridden rat. And Rizzo's like, hey, Dude, not cool. And then he opens the slide. She starts screaming. He's like, all right. And then you have to eat it. And then Rizzo's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That was not in my contract. So this is a sentient being with citizenship. Because Muppets do have citizenship. They have licenses and they have money and cards and everything. Yeah. So we, they well, are citizens. We've seen them drive. We've seen them shop. We've seen them interact They've gotten, with humans. Uh, Elmo, Elmo has gotten a, 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 key to the, a key to the city of Detroit. Yeah. Like, all of that. So in that so, world, we know that, that they truly are. So so this was what? Animal or citizen sacrifice on TV? This was literally murder on TV. Because she starts to eat them. And you can see it. You see her take the first bite. The guy screams. You know, the first bite's always the hardest. She bites down. Rizzo starts screaming as she puts his arm in her mouth. And then Kermit's like, I can't keep watching this. This is a nightmare. And he turns away. And then they just walk away from that. 
which holy shit, we just watched a beloved Muppet character get cannibalized on the show. Whatever, yeah. we're moving on. So, um, what ends up happening it? next? Television was a different world, you know, back then. Back in <laughs> 2010. <laughs> Um, Gonzo is a street performer. No one watches him play, and he's not married to the hen. He has a dancing brick. Okay. Instead, um, I'm assuming homeless and probably a drunk. Uh, the band, uh, Manhattan Mayhem, they're all river dancers now who work at a restaurant that sells nothing but frog legs, which implies that Kermit was so much of an influence on America and how much we loved him. That with him not being there, we just didn't give a shit about frogs. Made an entire chain of restaurants uh, I based off eating that, their though. legs. I could see that too. Yeah. So I, I I think that's cool. Just fucking terrifying. Um, and then uh, the dot nightclub, which is the whole reason why she wanted to uh, the the banker lady wanted to foreclose on the Muppets Theater was so she can make this nightclub. And in this universe, she already did because the Muppets Theater never came to be because they never got together because Kermit is the glue that holds them all together apparently. Um, and in the nightclub. Uh, Dr. Honeydew is a bouncer and he literally calls Kermit a lizard, which means he's not a science. He's not a science guy anymore. He's not a scientist at all. Um, so somehow Kermit being bored made him a scientist. Um, uh, Fozzie is a pickpocket who steals Kermit's wallet, uh, when Kermit doesn't have a pocket. And the angel even comments on that. He's just like, yeah, he stole your wallet and you don't even have pockets. That's weird. Which, Again, where the fuck does Kermit keep his wallet, and how did Fozzie get his hand inside of Kermit? Because that's the only place I can imagine. Uh, I'm gonna go without with him noticing. And that, you know, and yeah, and just Fozzie's got really well lotioned hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right, that he fucking whoa. Spit first, yeah. And you know, the rest of the cast are in the uh, in the uh, club. Dancing with glow sticks and in cages doing dances, like sexually grinding against the cages in very little clothing. Really? Uh, they're basically all addicted to E and just raving okay. all the time. Okay. Um, so without so, Kermit, they're drug addicts and stripper whores. Nice. Yeah. And then, finally, the angel takes him to see Miss Piggy. And here's where shit gets really fucking weird. All right. Um, and it's not even really about Miss Piggy, but this is where I noticed the biggest thing, and I'll get to that in a second. But Miss Piggy has become a cat lady. She's living in a motel. She's a fake psychic. Um, like one of the call psychics, uh, psychics like, uh, what's her face from way back in the early 2000s, uh, or late 90s, early 2000s? Cleo, yeah. She's yeah. basically Miss Cleo of this universe. Um, and, um, but if you look out the window of the apartment, perfectly framed in the new york skyline like perfectly framed twin fucking towers really and he and this movie takes place in 2002 a year after the twin towers have been destroyed really and i'm sorry most people are pretty hyper aware of the fact that there's fucking twin towers there we need to remove those because Oh my God, we're bringing up a terrible tragedy and kids fresh. Uh, but I disagree. That, that is with fresh. Removing them, but the opinion, I guess they maybe well, they had the same opinion I for did. Accuracy. In that, in that you leave it either for accuracy or you know, in my opinion, removing it from movies and other media uh, is is allowing. Oh no, this is a new movie. movie this is a new movie. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is is that this was this, it was animated though? Correct. No, this is a live action film. 
Well, then maybe it was just shot over a, over a period of time before that happened, um, and it just took a long time what for year them to did the finish. Movie take place though. Do, do no, we know you that? can you can change things in production very easily. All right, like they had a year, more than a year, a year and three months after the tragedy happened for them to decide. Hmm, maybe we should change that backdrop. Well, here's that's what I mean. Is, is why? Well, here, why, here's why here, here's the thing. I, I disagree with that because the twin towers are destroyed. Why you can do a generic New York skyline without having the twin towers front and fucking center perfectly framed in the window. It's not like it was like a whole skyline and then the twin towers are just there. It was just the twin towers just sitting there in the window. So the implication in this universe outside of what potentially went through their heads, because either they were lazy or forgot or whatever, or they were trying to tell us something and in the universe of this movie, Kermit being born prevented 9-11. So Kermit being born prevented 9-11, and I know how. Okay. I did a lot of I did a lot of research on this on how okay. on how what Kermit the, fuck? the fucking frog could have prevented 9-11. And here's what it Please. is. Please. So by Kermit not being born, uh 9-11 doesn't happen, right? So Kermit being born, Kermit originally uh, uh, he, he was actually a pretty big on Sesame Street as well. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, Big Bird, all of them, they were all on there, Bert and Ernie. Um, funny thing about Bert is that, um, Bert was actually on a pro Bin Laden sign, uh, where there were a bunch of protesters after 9-11 happened, where Bert is shown posted up next to Bin Laden on their signs and it wasn't photoshopped in this is 100 percent accurate on snopes there's a website called bert is evil and it was made as a joke website where you just uh they were just putting him in various like tragedies and making it seem That's like he's part of them up. okay okay and the people who created the posters the people who created the posters stated oh we just didn't know we were just taking you know pictures off the internet and we didn't see that Bert was in there and it made it on a bunch of posters and people grabbed them by the time we realized and printed a thousand of them up or whatever. So Bert was at essentially a pro Bin Laden thing. I don't think it was photoshopped. I think this movie was trying to tell us the truth about 9/11 and that is with the money that Bert made off Sesame Street, which came to be because Kermit was part of it. He was able to get enough power and influence. And funding to assist with the 9-11 plot. Bert caused 9-11 because he had the resource because he was on Sesame Street. And if Kermit was never born, Sesame Street wouldn't have made it. Bert wouldn't have had the influence. TLDR, Muppets caused 9-11. Okay. Or, as uh, John put, maybe, and as we've established, is not in our universe at all. So all alternate realities, especially when there have been things changed. So without Kermit, what other things had to have happened for there to not be a Kermit? Um, right. It could just be no, in. The, it could just be in the alternate reality that didn't happen. You know, or it almost right. happened and we prevented it. Or you know. But here's like the that. other thing about that: is Kermit decides to go back to the original universe without a second's thought of, oh my god. Me not being born prevented 9-11. What are the thousands upon thousands of lives from that tower going down? And, you know, just 
America being affected in comparison to me and my friends. Well, fuck it. I'm not going back because I'm going to prevent that tragedy. He didn't even have a second thought. He was just like, no, send me back. I want my friends to be happy with me. And that was the Christmas miracle. 9-11 still happens, but they all get to hang out. Jesus. It could just, hold on. It could just also be very simply that this was all previously filmed. Um, I I lie on the side that removing removing it because to be sensitive. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how the movie was filmed. Because when you create a movie, you're creating a universe with rules. So the very cut and dry rules here in this presentation by them leaving it in, whether it was just because they were lazy or they didn't realize it, the fact it was there means it's real. That means that in that universe, the Twin Towers are there. So it doesn't matter what their original tent is. I don't think that they... The facts uh, are. But but I disagree. I think that there's there's not always... They're they're not always putting in out there that here's here's the universe and here's the rules to it. Now, we apply those rules based on what we see. Right. But... Well, that's what every movie is. It could just very well be... It could just very well be, like I said, that uh, it, it... it wasn't in the budget or the director or whomever was putting it together it said, in instead of removing to, it, to we'll leave it the there to backdrop. instead of removing it, we'll leave it there as like a remembrance because you know, whatever. I, I mean, you know, yeah, it, in our, in our Christmas, in our Christmas fucking movie, let's remind everyone of the worst day of your lives about a year ago. I, I just don't. And let's make it to where they're still up when Kermit is all, uh, not born. I just don't think just that there was that 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 attaches that way. I, I mean, sure, I, I see what you're saying, but I I don't know. I th- I think it's I think it's a far I, jump. I th- I think you're just focusing too much on the fact that the producers could have chosen not to remove it. That's worse. It's worse to choose not to remove it because you're not you're not setting up a, a a tribute by just having them framed in your shot. But, but that's what I'm saying is is you don't know that. I, I mean I I that that's yeah, what I'm we saying. Don't know the you, you don't know the circumstances behind, behind why they were there. Including them or not. Right. The fact is they're there, which means that in that universe they're still alive. That those towers never went down. So it, whatever their original intent was by not stating it to us but keeping it in. We have to draw our own conclusions, and the conclusions presented by the rules of the universe, which is, this is the universe where Kermit was never born, hey, the Twin Towers are there, that means that him not being born was a direct, like, reflection of those towers surviving. So whether they intended it to be that or not, it doesn't matter, because we have to draw our own conclusions based on the evidence presented. And that's the that's the logical conclusion there. Or that's like A this, plus B equals the C. same. Or the opposite conclusion would be they got cleanup done way quicker and rebuilt the towers. <laughs> I mean, I mean that that's a possibility too. And, Maybe these are twin towers marked. And the other thing is, is we also don't know what time frame he brought them to. You know, maybe it wasn't specifically. No, it was same. It was same date and time. It was. Uh, it's a be- it's a wonderful life yeah, universe yeah. rules. Mm-hmm. So, because this was, it was basically a tribute to "It's a Wonderful Life," the Muppet version. Most of that I've never, I, I've never thought to think of. I, I think the craziest part about any of that is the the um, uh, Bert being on the nine eleven sign. 
that's that is odd, but but no, I, and it's real. You can snopes it and everything. No, I think the, I think the craziest part about any of that is the uh, the bureaucracy heaven with. Uh, oh yeah, that's terrifying. That that's what call I call center heaven. Yeah, I don't, center I don't heaven. need my Fuck heaven, my afterlife heaven. to be fucking call centers. No, sorry, I did enough of that shit in real life. Fuck you. <laughs> I thought heaven was supposed to be like you know uh, VR. Oh uh, VR. <laughs> Where's my headset? Where's my headset? G. Fuck that cubicle. Where's my headset? Yeah. Well, what if your call that center nice. was VR call center? That'd be cool. And it's like a job simulator. Yeah. Hmm. Wouldn't but you're really listening? taking phone calls. You're really working. You're really taking phone calls. Do I have to care? You have to pretend to care. You virtually care. Yeah. You virtually pretend to care. No, no deal. No. If if I'm cool with it, if I can play it however I want, just like a VR game, but if I have to actually care, then it's just a job, and VR doesn't make it, while it makes it like 5% cooler, does not make it any less annoying when someone calls up to me bitching about something that is their fault. Well, treat it, treat it like your current job. The same behaviors and everything, except you're doing it in VR. Yeah, I don't want to do that in heaven. Yeah, There's yeah, a reason why yeah, it's a job. Is, uh, yeah. Like my heaven is like chilling to the max. Yeah. My like I, I'm basically a human sloth, and uh, you know I chill. I eat hibiscus flowers, and you know smoke some dank green and play VR. That's it. Yeah. What do you want? So uh, Bryce, honestly, man, you have such a fucking knack uh, for for ripping things up. I, I'm gonna. Ha- I'd have to watch and and uh, you know the the Christmas special. You should watch it. Uh, yeah. It's actually it's a pretty funny and it's a cute movie and everything. There's just a lot of things that are like holy shit, what the fuck? The implications are just terrifying to me. That is that is pretty crazy. Honestly, I I, I will give you that. Um, I still think that the core is going to be a way better conversation, but. Uh, well, I think so too because I don't have to fight you on what the director's intended or anything because the whole thing is just bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I personally we, we're, like we're gonna the go idea in. of a laser train, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you like the idea of a laser train. That's cool. You can like the idea of a laser train, but how they implemented the idea of a laser train is fucking bullshit for so many reasons. Oh, it's gonna be. And so they put weird. nukes on it. Like what? what is yeah, we, we just keep nukes. Sometimes, America. Sometimes you need nukes, America. Um, we gotta, we gotta start the core of the Earth with nukes. Everybody knows that's our solution. Everybody knows there's how an asteroid coming. Nuke. Everybody knows we how gotta that's how dig works, first. Right. You know what? That's the answer to every disaster film in in existence. The other ones just didn't try it. They didn't think to try it. Fucking Armageddon. We gotta dig and then explode a nuke. Yeah. The core. We gotta dig and then just explode a nuke. Bam. <laughs> like, I, fucking, if they did that in San Andreas, probably would have fixed the fault line. No more earthquakes forever. We got to dig and we got to blow the nuke in the fault line. But That's when we're true. digging, we got to have the rock do the For digging. For some reason, so the rock, rock is in here. a hard place. Bare hands. Like, you know what the rock is cooking? Yeah. A fucking nuke. That's yeah, the, the drill breaks, and then the rock just jumps down. He's like, I've got this. And he just starts turning like, the fucking. His hands are yeah. bleeding as he's like, yeah, on the rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He can do it. This is the hard place. I have faith. As he as he's done and he looks up and he's dying, he's like, "Vote President The Rock Johnson," and then dies. <laughs> uh, turns out it was just an ad campaign. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like later they're like, "That was the weirdest fucking advertisement I ever saw." What? What was the earthquake shit about? That didn't happen. What? Oh, shit. What was the what? I like it, guys. I think uh, you ready to get out of here. I yeah. think we nailed it. Yeah, I think we fucking nailed it. And my it face off, is a sweaty mess. 
So I'm I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> down to clown. Yeah. Oh shit. Um All right, yeah, well, yeah, we we did. We we did lots of weird shit today. Um I hope we didn't destroy the Muppets for you if like if that was something you really enjoyed. Uh let us know a- any I, opinion you have on anything fucking Bryce just said. I want to hear it. PB letter NJ podcast at gmail.com. Please fucking let us know what you think, please. Um yes. And uh Jordan pl- plug everything else, man. Email, Facebook, the same thing. PB, the letter NJ podcast, uh, at PBNJ podcast on Twitter. Definitely. 100. 100%. Reach out. <laughs> John. Trust Patrick's me, we fucking uh, nailed it. Trust me. <laughs> we, yeah, we nailed it, buddy. Don't worry about it. Nailed it. We nailed it. All right, John. Peace. Bye.